even though they won i think one test match uh, versus india it was a series of uh, three test matches and and they won uh, india won 2-1 and True. Then, and then after that uh, right after that they were supposed to go play the odis versus india first in australia and then after months in india and they lost that series as well so nothing was going right for them and just um, just justin langer actually he he made it a point that you need to give this team some time and he stood by them and then you saw them coming into their own uh, slowly they had a they had a test series versus pakistan in the uae and and you know historically pakistan has been doing well in the uae and uh, the first test match they had uh i think it was bilal asif yeah he got a 6-4 versus them and pakistan had put them in an impossible situation to not lose that test match the first test match where uh they had to get like over 400 runs in the last two days and the this uh, wicket was spinning and then they had to basically play out the entire last day and they were down to the last wicket and they somehow miraculously secured a draw which was a big win for them at the time but the second match uh, second test match pakistan came back yasir shah got the wickets and we won so they lost that series as well but then going forward they actually started uh, building up on the strengths that they were uh, accumulating up till then and and they actually eventually made made a pretty good team uh, out of it and then they had smith and warner come back into this team by then uh, justin langer had done a lot with that team to to solidify the bowling solidify their middle order and they just needed two good players to come back right before the world cup and when the world cup came in you saw even though warner was struggling to middle the ball he was one of the highest score getters and then smith hit a century as well and then come in into the ashes so we'll discuss it the world cup first and then the ashes um australia for the majority part of that world cup was actually top of the table i don't know if you remember that but uh right after their last match they were top of the table um in the world cup and uh, i think their match was uh, versus uh, south africa yeah it was versus south africa if they won that match they would have gone top of the table and that would have meant that they play uh new zealand uh in the semi finals but they unfortunately lost that match because they took it easy because they were the first team to qualify for the semi finals and uh, once that happened their semi final came up against england even though they had beaten england earlier in the tournament uh they actually the the batting collapsed uh, and it was it was just it was due because they had been doing so well up till then the batting collapsed batting first and uh, right after that uh obviously they were kicked out of the world cup because of the semi final uh and then their redemption was supposed to be in the ashes and what a beautiful ashes it was especially with smith and warner coming back in they were met with the most hostile uh, barry army the crowd who were calling them cheat they were like over 50000 people collectively calling them cheat 
Smith comes back. First match, first innings gets a century, gets the team out of trouble. Second match, another uh, sorry, second inning, same match, another century. What a man he is. Third match, he's playing on around 80 or odd something. Gets hit on the head, concussion. He's out. He's out of the match. He's out of the next match and then the last match he scores a double century. What what a champion. I mean, I mean if there was ever a uh fairy tale ending towards the end of the year with coming into the ashes and I think if you ask any Australian player if they had to pick between that semi-final loss versus England and retaining the ashes in England after 19 years they would go for for picking the ashes any any given day I I couldn't agree more sir but just going back sir uh, so you know that thing happened with the sandpaper uh Sudhya faltered there for a bit losing to India but then they won the T20 series against India 2-0 and they won the one day series against Australia which is a hard fought series 3-2 then yeah. they of course whitewashed us 5-0 oh yes yes that so going into the world cup i mean they had a pretty good run up and uh, they were getting back into the group in the first test match like you said uh, smith I mean, had a, I mean, an incredible game, back-to-back centuries. One of the few Australian cricketers ever do that. Um, like I said, I think uh, he was one of four to do that. Exactly, and I think Steve Wall was in the crowd, and uh, he was one of the other other guys to be able to do that. But we saw, sir, K. Warner in the first Test match. He struggled. He couldn't get any runs. Osman Khwaja also struggled, uh, and it was literally uh, Smith. who carried the team yeah and uh, actually I, th- i would I, w- i would want to point out another surprising uh, uh, emergence from the ashes was uh, marnus labushain i think labushain he was a surprise package sir sir he is the greatest batsman currently playing i mean he by far sir, I, I, i'm such a big fan of his that Jeffrey Archer bouncer to Steve Smith that knocked him out of the game sir was a blessing in disguise for Australia because they have the next Steve Smith in Labuschagne yeah exactly and and he wouldn't have played otherwise exactly and and if you look at it he's actually uh, since then he's outscoring Smith in test match cricket and one day cricket sir and i mean they should play him in t20s as well the boy can play sir the boy is a batsman he's a cricketer he's he's very good and he's he's got uh, age on his side he's around 25 so uh and he's actually been remodeling his gameplay towards me he's a big big fan of steve smith and they're good mates as well um and they go way back but i think uh, he was nowhere near the team until that happened and the only way the only reason he came in was because steve smith once he got con- uh, that concussion the uh, justin langer actually uh, discussed it with him that who do you think should come in because the rule is such that you get a like for like player to come Oof. back in the team uh the new concussion rule so steve smith said you need a right hander and uh, you know the closest uh, that came out at the time was Marnus Labuschagne and you know uh we, we we might forget this but uh the first ball he faced uh from Jofra Archer actually hit him on the head as well hit exact same way. 
and then he gets right back up without wasting he 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 falls he falls down to the ground and he gets right back up without wasting a second and he's ready to go i mean uh, that's a sign of uh, toughness right there and and then he starts playing him he starts smashing him and and uh, i think on that first innings he scored a half a century he was actually looking good to score a century but he unfortunately got out Yeah, I think around 70 odd he got. Well, sir, going back to the first test match, sir, let's just talk about like uh, Australia's bowling a little bit, sir, because you know, I mean, the consistency that the bowlers showed. I mean, the pace. Uh, you know, they had their old uh, stalwart and settle Nathan Lyon, sir, six wickets in the second inning. Patrick Cummins with four. They just wrapped up England's uh, entire batting lineup between the two of them. Um, It just goes to show you, sir, that if you have consistency in your bowling, if you trust your bowlers, if your bowlers bowl with pace, with Nathan Lyon, sir, I mean, the field setup that they had for him was just incredible. It was so aggressive for a spin bowler. Yeah, it was impressive to watch what they did in the first Test match. Absolutely, and and if you look at the, I think, number of wickets uh, their bowlers have taken in the last uh, year and a half. So Cummins is. Right out on top, closely followed by uh, Nathan Lyon, and uh, then there's a bit of a gap, and then you have Stark. But uh, so so so, so Lyon actually uh, they, they persist with him, and and you know it, it makes you think if I don't know if this guy was a Pakistani cricketer, he would have played as long as he did, and and you know I think he might end up with over 400 wickets the the way he's going easily. And uh, I think uh, that that uh, game uh, in which he performed well, it was set up very well by Smith to take it to uh, the last day where uh, Lyon could come in and and do his thing. And six for forty nine, I think he got, and it was amazing True. because uh, him and uh, Cummins were just uh, like on a mission to to finish up the lineup, and th- them two got the entire ten wickets. So it was an incredible first test match, and he set the tone for the rest of the series. The second match had a bit of rain, um, and of course, it was the introduction of Labuschagne and, and uh, Stuart Broad uh, got his 450th wicket, and it was the debut for uh, Jeffrey Archer for England. But on to yeah. the third test match, sir. I mean, and this was the test match that made Stokes a legend, basically. Oh God, what a match that was! There should have been no way. No way that Australia should have lost that, especially in the last 12 odd overs. I think Stokes did give them three to four chances of. It was the last wicket. Uh, they needed like 50 odd runs, and uh, like I, I remember when Leach came in and it was the last wicket. They needed like 72 runs, and yeah. uh, Stokes kept just batting and getting them close. And uh, just, yeah, yeah, and and you know uh, before this. Um, so they needed like 362 to win, right? And uh, uh, before this, uh, England had never chased over 330 to win a Ashes Test match in the in the final innings. And so this was, you know, the first time ever that England was looking to do this. And they had a horrible start. And uh, the last two wickets actually chipped in for England. And then Leach, when he came in, and Stokes was batting with him. Uh, Stokes uh, first got a, I think it was this sec- third last over where Cummins bowling in had this LBW shout against Stokes, 
True. Uh, and it was way pitching outside leg stump, and uh, they, they they had the one review left, Australia, and they just chose to waste it on that, and it was True. it was wasted. And then the follow up over, uh, which Lyon was bowling, uh, Stokes actually went for a shot which was right above the boundary line. It could have been caught, and then there was another shot that he smashed in the air, easy catch. Almost caught, but the elbows hit the ground. The ball pops out. True. And, and then, then the run out. Well. Then, then there was a run out of chance, which was easily run out. And all Lion had to do was grab the ball and hit it on the stumps. He missed. He didn't catch the ball. And then the last ball, Nathan Lyon was bowling to Stokes. They had a plum LBW shout that he was. He pitched it up sharp, and he he was looking to sweep Stokes. And uh, he missed, and it was a plum LBW show, which was not given by the most beloved of all umpires, Dharmasena. And, <laughs> and, and they couldn't review it. And they couldn't review it because they they'd lost that review. And and uh, when they checked on Hawkeye, it was hitting the stumps, all three Long. red. Yeah, Long. man, it was, it was it was crazy. It was like England was destined to win that match on the shoulders of Ben Stokes after what he had done in the World Cup final. And uh, yeah, and then he took them home. And what an amazing ovation that crowd gave to Stokes! It was just unlike anything you've seen in Test cricket for as far as I can remember. I mean, he deserved it, sir. It was a, I mean, it was a legendary. I mean, you know, this is what the Ashes is all about. Where I mean, literally one player picking the entire team up, putting them on his shoulders. It was all him. And and you know, in Test match cricket, you talk about those. Key little moments. That's why it's called Test match cricket. You need to win those key little moments. Exactly. You lost right towards the end, and you know they could have actually. They were looking to win the Ashes as well, not just retain the Ashes because obviously True. while playing in England, the the series was two two nil. But because it was in England, they get to retain the Ashes. But they could have won the Ashes had they gotten. Uh, that wicket uh, offline. They had a couple of chances and and they did it. They blew it. So, sir, we move on to the fourth test match, sir, and this is where, of course, our boy Stevie Smith, sir, scored that beautiful double hundred, sir. Sir, I mean, what can you say about a man? I mean, he's coming off mid-series off an injury, misses out one and a half test match. And oh. comes right back to it and scores flawless to eleven. I remember the media, uh, actually the media, not not just the media. The there was a, the the closest uh, tube station uh, that they have um, right next to the ground uh, in in London. I mean, it was um, being announced that you you know like how they get to the stop. They say mind the gap, right? Of course. Right after mind the gap, they were saying, "And let us know how to get Steve Smith out," <laughs> because they just couldn't get him out that season. And, and you know, I think he got out on his own against Rude. If he wanted, he could have scored more uh, in that match, getting to eleven. But then again, they had by then they had produced the perfect balance in the team because it was Lebushane and exactly batting together. And what an amazing little session that was! Because let's not forget. Uh, Australia was in trouble. Uh, the first uh, session in the morning, they were they were two for twenty eight. That's true. And uh, then you had Labushain and Smith 
batting together and they had a decent partnership over over 100 odd runs and i think lebushain got 60 odd sure and uh, yeah but then you had uh, that entire um you know media frenzy of archer is coming back to bowl against smith after he got him injured and and i remember smith giving interview interviews before the match he said yeah i got injured i had a concussion but archer didn't get me out and then follow up into that test match when smith is back archer gets zero wickets in that first innings i mean that's what true a, what an amazing turn of events and i think he got smashed he almost went for close to four and over 100 runs true true yeah. so it was it was meant to happen i mean um, uh england did give try to give a bit of a fight back they got 300 runs um it was predominantly due to root battling it out uh sure. but then hazelwood was amazing i mean i, I know we talk about yeah. cummins stark and nathan lyon but hazelwood often gets ignored and i think he's an amazing test match bowler line and length one spot moves it both ways uh it was wonderful but then second innings smith again got an 80 yard i mean True. and this is when they were just looking for runs because they had They, they they wanted quick runs and and um, he got an 80 out at, at a strike rate of almost 90 and uh, then this set it up beautifully to for England to chase 383 and then the onus was back on um, Stokes to rescue them out again and he failed this time and uh, that Cummins got him good yeah Cummins got four wickets i think in that last innings and uh, yep. took but then It, it, it actually got very close towards the end because towards the end because they just had to battle out uh, i think 10 or 15 more overs and leech was at it again he was just dead dead batting and guess who got leech's wicket oh yeah 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 he, they were stuck out and I, i remember wade actually making a weird change to put on labushain labushain as a part-timer he had bowled the entire series and the series the ashes was at stake i remember the first over he bowled he bowled very quick uh, and short and i remember um, the captain uh, uh, Payne screaming at him that you need to pitch it in the rough and then he does that and he gets it to turn and bounce and i think uh, he got caught at silly medon sure Art Lego was it, and after that it was just uh, one more wicket, and and they got that. But what a what an amazing bit of captaincy there as well. You know, nothing happening for them. The the pitch had gotten really dry, and uh, so and they were the light was fading sharp. The floodlights were not, were on. He could not risk with the you know the fast bowlers coming in because that would have eat, eaten up more time. So Marnus Labushain, man, what a man. What a match! And then, of course, the last Test match, England managed to get that win finally, and they drew the series two-two. Uh, but they made a lot of changes for this match. They brought in Mitchell Marsh, Sam Curran, Jeffrey Archer got another six for sixty-two. Uh, but again, Steve Smith and Mark uh, Labuschagne, you know, they they did well, but uh, they came up short in this one and ended up tying the series. Even though Matthew Wade got a century in this match, yeah. And I think it was the second century of the series. 
Absolutely. I think where, where uh, what Australia did was that because they had celebrated already uh, that they exactly. retained the Ashes and there was a big party right before that test match. I think they loosened up a little. Apart from uh, Labuschagne and Smith, nobody came to the party when it came to batting. Uh, even though they had uh, uh, England uh, out under uh, 300, which was decent, Uh, they could have uh, batted really long and taken the game completely away from them but they actually gave a little bit of a lead to them uh, i think it was about a 70 odd run lead and uh, after that england actually just played the way they do really fast up top uh, i think denley got 90 odd runs stokes got 60 odd runs and uh, butler chipped in towards the end you know played his one day type innings and and smashed them around and that Sir, yeah, yeah i know that you know like you know we we've, we've talked a lot about steve smith i mean i remember at the at the end of the second uh, innings of the second at the last test match you know the, even the crowd gave him a standing ovation oh yeah he earned it because the first yeah it was it was quite a contrast from the first match they played where it exactly. was the worst crowd i mean they were just chanting cheat 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 you know and uh, he even though he got 20 centuries in that first match he did not get any appreciation by the end of that uh, series he got a standing ovation and and considering he missed out one and a half uh, test match he still got close to 700 runs i believe True, but sir, the one guy who really struggled—I mean, when I say struggled, sir—I mean he couldn't get any. Stuart Broad, sir, out of the ten times he batted, Stuart Broad got him out nine times, sir. I'm talking about Warner, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know what happened with Warner when Broad. Broad uh, seems to have the better of him every time they play in Test match cricket, and it's the same thing. He keeps doing it, and and. Uh, Warner hates it. Warner knows what's coming. He knows he's going to come around the wickets, ball him into the towards the body and get it to shape away a bit and he either snicks it or or gets plummel bwws or bowled and and it's the same angle, same thing happening over and over again. And uh, I don't know, uh Warner actually scored a lot of runs uh, in England uh at the World Cup. But True. towards the ashes comes toward broad he just could not face him and and and, and let's face it uh the england team were struck really hard with uh, what's his name um their premium fast bowler um sir sir jo broad ke sath bowling karata hai dimag se naam oh jimmy anderson jimmy anderson Jimmy Anderson was actually a big blow right in the first test match. After the first test match, yeah, true, true. Injured and and he couldn't bowl and the onus was on Broad and I think he did pretty well considering he was bowling with the likes of Curran and Archer who were considerably pretty young in 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 test match cricket. So it was basically Chris Wokes who who came in to Sir, I'm not, I'm not going to lie sir, Jeffrey Archer was impressive sir. I mean like he was he was he was impressive. I, I remember he was constantly bowling at 96 and a half miles. Yeah. That is yeah. very I mean, like, I mean he was pelting them sir like I mean this was like you know he's got the West Indian flair in them and you know like I mean he was terrorizing the batsmen sir like he hit like 
four different batsmen on the helmet with oh, the yeah. bouncers. Absolutely. And there were eagle deliveries, and you know, like uh, I mean, it, and he's young, and he's, I mean, it, uh, it, it was good to see like an actual pace bowler, you know, like like Absolutely. bowling at pace. Absolutely, but but I think. Uh... The the times when uh, he hit Steve Smith and Labuschagne on the heads, it was more of like the wicket was a bit too paced as well at that time. But then he did get some good wickets. But for me, I think he's going to get better because you know there were patches where he was unplayable and got six fours. But there were patches when he went for four and over and didn't get any wickets as well. So. Sure. So he will get better because he's really young and raw right now for Test match cricket. But he did hold his own, and I remember it was in the media all about Smith versus Archer. And uh, so you know, come I don't know 2020. If what's the plan so far for the Ashes? I hope they happen because uh, Justin Langer is actually looking to win the Ashes, not just retain them. I can imagine, sir. I can so imagine. It will be a hard fought Ashes. Based on the build-up that happened in uh, 2019, so let's hope you know the 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 lockdown pandemic is over soon and we can get to see cricket back. I'm actually really really excited about Pakistan versus England uh, series. I don't know who's going to bat for Pakistan because the ball is going to do a lot. I saw a clip of uh, Anderson yesterday. He was bowling in the nets and he was moving it like. I mean, if I was batting, I would I would have nicked every single one of those deliveries. So God help us. So so God help us, man. Need to learn how to leave the ball outside off on length or line. I don't know if we can do that, but yeah, Australia, man. I think they did really well considering the turbulent uh, times they had prior to that one year, and it was redemption if you think about it. No, no doubt. So then, sir, they moved on. They had a month gap, and then they played that match series of T20s against Sri Lanka and Warner made his comeback so he scored that century in the first one and got two other 50s in the second and third and he was the man of the series I mean this was like a no contest where Sri Lanka just didn't show up in the series Warner is a beast he's a beast when it comes to T20s and ODIs even test match cricket he just struggled against Broad but otherwise he's a beast and you know he often goes uh, unnoticed when we talk about the uh, modern day great batsman and I remember actually when he came in uh, when he made his debut it was back in 2010 or 20, 2008 2010 around that time uh, on his debut T20 match uh, he actually got an 86 odd and uh, back then it, that was that was a big big score so he's he's a beast and yes Sri Lanka was obviously not good enough uh, to to match uh, against. Sir, it was disgusting, sir. Like I mean, the the Australian batsman never got past Maxwell. It was Maxwell, Finch, and uh, Warner just wrapping things up for uh, Australia, and it was like a one-sided. I mean, it was a blowout, sir. Yeah, yeah. So then, sir, of course, Australia went on and played the three T20s against Pakistan. Lucky for Pakistan, the first one got rained out. And yeah. uh, in the second one, I mean, uh, Babur got that 50. If yeah. Tahar came and had a good knock, yeah. uh, I think I think he got uh, uh, somewhere close. Uh, he got a 50 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But then Sir Steve Smith did his thing. Oh, 80. Oh, what an innings that was! Uh, 
I mean, we got wickets up top as well, and and they were a little under pressure, but he just played the field beautifully. I mean, it was just a proper picking the gaps kind of batting, and we had no answer. And then, sir, of course, in the second disgusting last, uh, the third uh, T20, they made some changes. No one really clicked except again for Tahar, who got 45. And uh, I mean, the Australians, they with Warner and Finch, Finch scoring a half a century, Warner with 48. They just wrapped the series up in 1 and 2 nil. Yeah. Uh, then the test match started against us, sir. And, uh, you know, again, we, we just didn't have an answer for their pace bowling. Hazelwood uh, just, you know, had a tremendous in that first inning. I, uh, I mean, he just Hazelwood went to He's amazing, man. I, I, I'm actually a big fan of him. Like Stark got four in that first inning. Hazel got two. Cummings got three. It was an all-out pace attack. And I mean, besides Asal Shafiq, I mean, no one really got uh, clicked. And then Warner came back in test, of course. And then he scored that one fifty. And of course, Labouchere. Labouchere drilled us, man. He drilled us oh, hard. Sixty-six catch targets, I think, okay, lata. Or uh, he got like a one eighty yard. But I think Shaheen got him at the end, didn't he? Yeah, Shaheen got him, sir. Like, and I mean, I mean, at that point, what was the? I mean, there's no point to it. And but, then when but, but sir, but sir, let's 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 take a moment to reflect on the second innings that Pakistan played. It was horrible, sir. It was oh, horrible, it was... and we were down like, I think four down under, five down under a hundred, right? Sure. And then comes in Babar Azam. And he... Sir, do you have any shame, sir? <laughs> he scores <laughs> with the tail a century. I mean... Sir... Uh, what more can you say? At a strike rate of 60 plus. <laughs> uh, uh, sir, a strike rate of 60, sir. Mohamed Rizwan, sir, scored 95. With a strike rate of 65. And even Yasser Shah scored 42. Sir, so let's not give but, any credit but to... But the order was what? Single digits, all of them. Asad Shafiq got a duck. Harris Sohil got like under a 10. So did Azhar Ali, like got five odd runs. But uh, it was all Babar Azam, you know, playing. Uh, sir, we lost. Kilaya Thausne Rizwan or Yasir ko bataya tha batting kaise karte hai. Sir, please, sir, please. Please don't insult the Nino again, sir. <laughs> and in the second test match, sir, again, sir. These Pajasians, I mean, they, they, I mean, they <laughs> rocked up us. A huge score, man. I think Warner got a triple century. Triple century and a Labouchere, sir. <laughs> 162, sir. Hey, Warner got a triple century ka strike rate, yaad hai? Sir, like, what was it? 80, 80. Toba, Toba. It was the worst test match bowling by a Pakistani team I've seen. In a long time, they got close to 600 runs at almost five runs an over. And then, of course, sir, when Pakistan came to bat, sir, Azam got that 97 and Oof. got himself out. And then, of course, my hero, Yasser Shah, <laughs> scored a century. That, that actually made no sense whatsoever. 113, you know, he put on a clinic there at the end. Does not make and, uh, sense. But Star got and better of us in in that innings, if I remember correctly. Sir, better of us, sir. And then Nathan Lyons, sir, got five wickets, sir. Wrapped us up. Where only Rizwan and Shafiq clicked. 
Yeah. And in that first match, they managed to get India out relatively quickly for 255, and Warner and Finch both scored centuries and wrapped that one up quick. Yeah. However, in the second one, sir, it was a different story. With India amassing 340, sir, off the heels of Dhawan, Kohli, and Rahul, who both, who all three of them, sir, they scored. You were like playing India, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were. So India was expected to to give them uh, a tough time. I think uh, KL Rahul played really well in that match. True. And, uh, True. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I think Dhawan. Yeah, he came up top and he almost got a he got 90 odd. But India racked up like three forty runs, but they still got close. They got over three. True. Australia still got over three hundred. And uh, by then, Lebushain was in the ODI side, and he was also doing pretty well. He scored. He scored forty eight in that second one, sir. And then, of course, in that third one, sir, Australia batted first and put up two eighty six with Lab with Smith scoring essentially. Lebushain with a fifty. Yeah, Smith had a ninety odd before that as well. By the way. It's true. It was true, but Australia, you know, based on that Test match batting, where they had a beautiful partnership between Smith and Labushi in every match, they actually replicated that in the One Day Internationals. One Day is true, true. I mean, so like you know, like that's like solidifying their middle order, you know. Like, Absolutely, yeah. I think that these guys are going to get from strength to strength. They've picked out the perfect balance in their team. With Warner up top, Finch, Smith, Labushain, these four, and then the bowlers that they have, uh, very strong Australian team. After the uh, very strong of Indore, actually, I would ex- I would recommend everyone to go watch uh, uh, the Test docu series by Amazon Prime. Uh, I've seen it recently, and it's beautiful. It shows you the kind of thinking, the the discussions, and the thought process that they had during that entire period. For for the last twelve months prior to the Ashes, it gives you an insight on how they think. And you know, one thing I really loved about about the Australian team, uh, even though Justin Langer was um, was the head coach, they had uh, the likes of Brad Haddon and and some other guys chip in with as as assistant coaches. But when they have an important event coming up. They pick out their uh, legends of the game to help them out. So when the World Cup was coming in, they had uh, Ricky Ponting come in and and sit with all the team meetings, with all the team discussions, the plannings. And then when the Ashes was coming in, they had uh, Steve Smith, uh, sorry Steve Waugh, Steve Waugh come in and join through and and sit with all the team meetings, planning and. And the discussions and who should play, who shouldn't. So, you know, they gave a lot of a uh, lot of liberty and and the, these little short term assignments to their legendary players. And they actually come in and and help the team shape up. So, do watch those docu series if you can to to understand how they think and and what they do behind the scenes. And sir, it makes all the difference when you have legends of the game actually come in front of these young players. You know, Steve Waugh was prob- probably one of the greatest captains. Not just for Australia, but for the world, for yeah. the cricket, cricketing world, because you know he he led from the front and he was a very like solidifying figure for uh, cricket Australia. And then uh, when uh, Ricky Ponting took over, you know he just like carried the reins forward. It, it, it and shows you it shows you how they're thinking. So Ricky Ponting was there for the World Cup preparation, right? And Ricky Ponting is a three-time World Cup winner. True. And Steve Waugh was there for the Ashes, and he's been the best Test match 
captain that they have it's just it's just very clear with their thought process and and you know you should see some of the team meetings that they had uh they have these presentations where they're showing statistics of each session and what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and then they're showing that how they've been doing in the you know past 12 months and what the issue was and and it was very clear that their issue prior to to the ashes was uh batting collapses and then they've listed down why they're having those batting collapses and then you know and 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 just Langer put it very beautifully he used to say stick to the process it's just one ball at a time and, and that's it and in that moment nothing else matters that one ball and then the next ball after that so don't True. look for big runs big leagues just that one ball stick to the process and they keep talking about that in in that one ball all the fielders need to be expecting that catch they need to be expecting something to happen be on their toes and uh, it's just beautiful man i i think you know a lot of teams can take a leaf out of um, what they do uh, and how they do it sure like you know like it even shows like how they prepare for the other teams you know like i i, I remember how they were getting uh, bearstow and roy who were in superb form going into the ashes you know there's a specific game plan because roy couldn't do anything in that season yeah. and neither bearstow and these two were making runs for fun in in odis by the exactly. way exactly exactly so you know like it just goes to show you that if you put in the work if you look at the film and i mean you know like it makes all the difference like and you know kon batai ga no i swear to god man you know, like after i after i watched this series right the the test the docu series um I, it just got me thinking and it got me to wonder if uh the other teams plan this way or if not then what about pakistan cricket team because you know it is so much planning so i can tell you the pakistan pakistan team doesn't do anything so biryani and food and chaate and this word about that and the word about the throwing the matches and these guys are so fit by the way i mean they have course, so sir. much focus on uh, fitness because they want everyone to be on that every single ball they want them to be 100% everyone like the reserve players the the playing 11 they're very physically fit they they they, they really uh, focus on on their entire type i mean sir, it goes to show you sir they bring in the skid labouchet hits it off they bring in the skid travis head wade these new players unheard of they bring them in yeah there was this guy, there was there was also this uh, other batsman uh, Uh, I can't remember his name. He he actually played the series versus uh, Sri Lanka, and he just played that series. He was a batsman, uh, and he scored a century. And then he was never picked after that. I mean, uh, he, he imagine sir. He, he he didn't get dismissed in one innings, and he got dismissed in the other. He only played two innings, and he got a century, and he never. uh got picked after that and it's it's uh, crazy let, let me just remember his name i think his name was uh, patterson yeah patterson if you guys look him up he got 114 uh versus sri lanka and and since if you if you search for the last 12 months uh run getters for australian test match cricket you'll see that he's the only one who's averaging 114 and he doesn't get he bowls as well right i think so Oh, but but uh, if you look at the last uh, year and a half, Labushain has outscored uh, Smith. Uh, he's got. Sir, Labushain has been on fire. Almost fourteen hundred runs. 
he's leading the charts in test match cricket uh closely followed by steve smith and they're both averaging over 60 for their careers in test match cricket it's unheard of so just like a great talent sir and like for like one of those rising budding already i mean like i i feel like you know like he's like one of those established players now yeah i'm just looking to see if he can score the subcontinent because it could be a very good purple patch or it could be that he's actually a very good player so i mean he's played really less like i mean i know he's gotten over 1000 runs sir have you seen him when he gets out sir oh yeah it's as if the devil's taken over him yeah yeah he hates getting he out he hates it. so does smith actually so so you can tell sir that you know they they i mean like just the attitude shows you that you know this guy is serious yeah So I mean if you have the likes of Travis Head Smith Labushain with Warner because Warner let's not forget he's really good in test match cricket as well and uh, these guys will definitely take the team forward for years to come I think by the way one, one thing that we forgot to mention was even though he might not be a good player as such but as a captain Tim Payne is doing really well and and you know one thing that i noticed in the docu series that the strains have changed is that they've stopped swearing but they haven't stopped the banter and there's some quality banter coming out of uh, their captain Tim Payne i mean i know banter isn't what defines a good captain but but um, i i don't know if you remember uh, he was a uh, he was bantering against india where he was telling their batsman pant uh, the keeper batsman that um, he's like you know me and the missus want to go out for the weekends can you come take care of the kids so it was just <laughs> it was during the middle of an over and then and there was actually that blew up and and then it got all over the social media and then they he actually eventually invited pant over and there's a picture of Pain's kids with bunts, and he's—it's like as if he's taking care <laughs> of them. But but what I'm trying to say is that uh, Pain's captaincy and his leadership skills have been phenomenal. He's been part of all their team meetings. He's been part of their sessions and and what who to play, who not to play. Uh, he gave a go ahead for Labushain to play too, and uh, and yeah, he's he's not doing so well as a player. I mean, he's a good wicketkeeper, but he doesn't contribute much with the bat. Back, yeah. But his uh, captaincy skills have been spot on. I don't know if that's sustainable, sir. Lekin, because uh, you know, like he hasn't done anything with the bat. I think he had the one half century where he scored like seventy one in that drawn test match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but you know, with Australia, where you've had the likes of Hayden and Gilchrist in the past, you know, great wicketkeeper batsmen, you know. Uh, but let's see if it's sustainable where they can keep him as captain, sir. They so. From India, sir, losing that one-day series two-one, they went on to the T20s against South Africa, sir. Yeah. And you know it was a close, contested series, sir. They ended up winning it two-one. Yeah. But then they moved on to the one-day series, sir, yeah. against South Africa, sir, and they actually lost all three of their matches. Yeah. So could that have been fatigue, certainly, or mostly fatigue, and the fact that by then you had the entire outbreak coming in, and they were away, and and uh, you know it was. I think some of those matches was uh, actually behind closed doors, and true. Uh, so it was. It was. I don't know. Like they were just. I think they've been on the road for a long time, and then 
most of them wanted to go back so i think they were uh, lost each match by six wickets but then i think the last match was versus uh, new zealand which they did manage to win if i'm not wrong uh, true they bounced back uh, i mean they didn't really score that much they scored 258 with warner finch and labushain again with half century crazy uh but uh, in the bowling department there they got New Zealand out I mean everyone chipped in Hazelwood with two Cummins with three Marsh with three even the kid Zampa you yeah, know like Zampa he's so jati yaar he's a bit of a weirdo but but he seems to be doing okay actually uh Adam Zampa is uh, I think he's one of the few bowlers who's got Kohli out for the most amount of times in the true and yeah It's tricky, you know, when he bowls, you know, he like, you know, he flights the ball in such a way that he gets a lot of stumps. Yeah. Even though personally, so, I think he's a bit of a weirdo, but he's a good cricketer. Ah, uh, nearly fair enough, sir. So, like an in-depth review of Australia's very impressive, impressive team, sir. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from like you know their pace attack, which is just phenomenal, sir, with Cummings, Hazelwood, Stark. I mean, like. It, it, You you watch these. I mean the line, their length, their accuracy. I mean it's just phenomenal, no and the way is, there's just no escape. Every single bowler is world class. Exactly, you know, like I mean, and then even even with the spinners, you know, you, I mean they have Nathan Lyon for the test, and then uh, Zampa chips in in the one days and T20s. So like you know they've got a good all round bowling attack, and then of course with the batting, I mean you know you start with Warner, and then you go all the way down. And I mean, and now with Labuschagne, there is like a very impressive team uh, Australia has. Yeah, I agree. And I think going forward, you could see them come back in to their own, uh, definitely in Test matches, but also in uh, ODIs and T20s. So right now, sir, they're scheduled for the third of July against England, sir, in England for the three T20s. And then three one days. So let's. But I don't think that that, that that series is happening as per those days. In my, because uh, you'll have West Indies go first, and then uh, Pakistan for uh, Pakistan has three Test matches and three T Twenties, and that is actually depending on how the West Indies uh, series goes. And let's hope that goes well without any issues. And uh, West Indies uh, series starts around July, and Pakistan's in August. And I think after that, Australia could be the third team uh, to visit uh, uh, England, as per the revised uh, schedules post uh, lockdown and, and, and COVID nineteen breakout. Well, let's hope, sir, that we uh, get cricket back on. I'm starved for now. cricket right now. Oh. I, I feel you, sir. I feel you. So, sir, which team will we be addressing next week? Uh, your call, sir. Sir, I was thinking we might talk about as much as this might hurt us, but <laughs> we might talk about uh, Team India. Done. It's the team that was coming to my head as well. Perfect, perfect. So, thank you again, sir. Thank you, sir. As it always. was great. It was it was great fun talking as always about you with cricket. Many sir. Of course, sir. And sir, what was the name of the documentary again, sir? It's called The Test: A New Era for Australian Cricket. Thank you, sir, and we we'll look forward to next week. Done, done. Thank you so much, sir. Take care.